to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend Scotty Ray along with my co-host Terry. Now you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some Southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. Right around the corner is Thanksgiving and Christmas and a lot of different things. You'll be out a whole lot. I hope you'll enjoy this week's podcast titled Holiday Protection. Carrie is off this week. She's a little under the weather, but I've got a special guest for us, former police chief Chris Reed. How are you, Chris? Man, I am doing awesome, and it's good to be here uh, yet again. As we get ready for this episode, we've got a bunch of holidays coming up. And who better to tell us to be prepared for what is out there? You know, you hear so much about crime these days, and you go shopping, and you're afraid you're going to get mugged. I want to know what the telltale, what is a criminal looking for? What makes it pick this person over that person? How do you need to handle yourself when you're out and about? Yeah, most definitely. Look, criminals, the first thing that they look for, I guess you kind of look at it in the uh, in, in nature. If you ever watch National Geographic and you see a lion or you see a leopard just laying down behind a bush and they see a herd of gazelles or, or, or coming or whatever, well, they're looking for the weak link. They're looking for the, the one where they don't have to spend a lot of energy and a lot of effort trying to chase down because they're hungry. They're wanting to eat, but they're wanting to find the weak link. They're wanting to find kinda the young like, one. They're wanting to find the one that's kind of straggling. Lame. Yep, just staggering behind, not paying attention. So you can kind of look at that and 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 take some of those in in our world, especially this day and age where crime is so prevalent and, and such a rise in it. And there's so many different factors that why it is the way that it is now. But with the holidays coming up, criminals look for easy targets. Now, All right, let's start off with this. Okay. So you go out to eat. And, you know, I saw a case of this not long ago. They went to a restaurant here locally where you and I live. And they come back and their car windows busted out. Mm -hmm. Well, they had a pistol stolen and they had their brand new laptop stolen. Tell me what went wrong in that scenario. Just a little bit of information I told you. Number one, nothing is foolproof, but I like to not hand it to them on a silver platter. And so they look for easy opportunities. It's at night. You're in a restaurant enjoying. They're going to walk by your vehicle. If they see where they can just glance into it or look in the windshield and they see expensive items, they see uh, laptops laying there. Well, it's an opportunity. It takes a few seconds just to bust the glass, snatch the laptop, get the weapon and leave. I always just I know it takes a few seconds to do it. Uh, but if you have expensive items or items laying around like an iPad or a laptop or your weapon, just uh, even things in the console, because that's the first thing they're going to do. They're going to bust the glass, open the console open the glove box, and then they're going to roll out. They only so have a got, few seconds. So if you got something valuable, don't put it in those two places. Don't put it in those two places. Look, just go ahead and pop the trunk and put it in the trunk. I know that my wife and I, we, we would go to Bonita periodically, and we would exercise. And uh, so if I didn't want to take my phone or something, I will just pop the trunk and, and put it in the trunk. Let them have to work for it. Now, nothing's foolproof, right. but I also don't want to hand it to them on a silver platter. Now, let me ask this. I, I was visiting the, the ever-so-large city of Houston, Texas, a few years ago. 
uh, we this was broad daylight. We'd gone into a meeting and come back out, and the guy I rode with, his truck had been broken into, and he had a brand spanking new Ford F-150. And with your police background, you're probably going to go, well, I knew that. But all they did, you know where your keypad is on there, on your truck, on mm-hmm. your side of your door? Yep, yep. They took a screwdriver and tapped the uh, the keyhole, and it popped open, and they took the finger, and there's a hook there, and they were in the truck probably within 20 seconds. Yeah, I mean, you're you're dealing especially with technology today. They look for opportunities like that. You have to understand that stolen vehicles and, 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 and things of that, it is a business. And it is a big business, especially high-end vehicles in your larger cities like Houston that you were right. talking about. Look, that's a full-time job to them. They have their own crew. They have a supervisor. Uh, they have their workers that actually go out. They have their IT personnel that can tell you, hey, in this certain model vehicle, you need to do this or you need to do this to trip the alarm system or whatever. So that's that's what they specialize in. They spend all their time and effort. Why? Because they actually don't have a real job, so they're at the shop or at the house yeah. researching it. So they've got plenty of time on their hands <laughs> and they make a lot of money out of this what Most makes definitely. you know as we were saying people stealing things but a car you know sometimes it's not even the most expensive car that they'll grab they grab one that everybody has a lot of say the toyota camry toyota camry uh honda accords things that fit into traffic that don't draw attention to itself like i, I give you an example here in meridian i know that there are a couple of vehicles running around but uh let, let's go with this they'd be more apt to take a Honda Accord or Ford F-150 because why? They're everywhere versus a Maserati. Yeah, because that would stick out in a crowd when the cops were looking for it. Correct. Or a Porsche. I'm not going to take a Porsche. In a larger city, yeah, but they're going to get rid of it real quick also. Yeah. Uh, because those things are unique. They stand out. Uh, they don't, you know, they, they draw too much attention. Whereas a white pickup truck, you know, even when I was in the drug business, not me personally, I was oh, fighting against, <laughs> I was fighting against the drug cartels that a lot of times we hit a lot of vehicles that they were using to smuggle that contraband, i.e., whether it was uh, bulk cash smuggling, large quantities of narcotics, or even weapon smuggling. They would use white pickup trucks i asked one of the drivers one time i said why white pickup trucks and he said well look he said they're everywhere and i guess the color that sticks out because i've always heard this this color gets more speeding tickets than any other color a red car is that true i've heard the same thing also is people usually liken the color red to to sport and so sports vehicle so hey we're looking at it fast it's red it must be going fast (laughs) and so he gets pulled over (laughs) right so all right all right well tell me this Say that you're, and let's go through this of what you need to do if you're out shopping. What makes it when you get out of your car, that walk in between the car and the, say, the store that you're going to shop at or from a restaurant to your car? What makes you, what makes someone pick that? You know, I know you brought up the leopard thing, but what makes you the weak link that they want to come get you? What makes you the weak link is this age size and gender okay we'll go deeper okay. into that so i'll give you an example let's take gender take a female they automatically view a female as a as an easy target an elderly female an elderly male is a very easy target in their mind they don't want to have to work for it they don't want to have to fight they want to get what they want and leave and so we used to say, hey, don't go here, don't go shopping here late at night, but we're seeing crime in the middle of the day now. So I'm a huge 
preventive maintenance person. I don't like to wait for something bad to happen before I change, implement, revise, or amend policy right. in my own personal life, my home life, my business, or whatever. I like to work on preventive maintenance. And so one way to, to help as far as a situational awareness is if you are going to the mall, to Walmart, to wherever, to, to shopping or something, is drive around that parking lot. Don't just pull up and say, oh, there's the closest spot. And then you pull between a white panel van, you know, and then a, yeah. And then another car with blacked out windows and the vehicles are running beside you and people are sitting in it. Uh, don't, don't, you, you know, know but, even I hadn't thought of that point. There, yeah. Chris. That's because they can snatch you. Yeah. Most definitely. We're all about instant. We're always in a rush. Hey, there's the closest spot. I don't care who's sitting by me or who's parked beside me, I'm going to get that spot. I've even told people when I've done classes on, on that is, hey, go in that parking lot, make a loop. If you pull up beside, pull up and park, and there's somebody sitting in a vehicle beside you and just been sitting there, especially in the summertime with a car running, then back out and go find another spot. It almost reminds me of the scene from Dirty Harry. I don't know if you remember that. was He was, he was eating the hot dog. Right. And he tells the guy, call such and such and tell them uh, whatever the, the term was in cop's term that the bank is being robbed. Right. And he's trying to eat the hot dog and then they come out stealing the money and he was right. <laughs> exactly. So you learn to... Yeah. Situational awareness. The reason, another reason, a big reason, especially this day and age that, that, that makes us not only females and elderlies, but also males easy targets is we're not paying attention. We get out of our vehicle I know where and this our is head going. is buried in our smartphone. Gosh, I had a feeling you were going to say and that. And we're not paying attention to our surroundings. You know, we have our keys our key fob in one hand and we've got our phone in the other or we have it, we have our key in, in our pocket and we're sitting there steadily texting or holding it up taking a little snapchat picture yeah and we're not paying attention to our surroundings and it's so easy to become an easy target no matter your age no matter your gender paying attention and understanding your surroundings is going in and especially coming out especially if you're by yourself if it's at nighttime or even the daytime put your phone in your if you're a female put your phone in your back pocket or your front pocket and your keys in your pocket not your purse because if somebody wants to run up and snatch and take your purse, well, now you don't have a way of communicating. All right. Cause your, yeah, your phone is gone. It's in your purse. Your keys are in your purse. I like to tell people to put their key in their, in their pocket and put their phone in their pocket. I honestly, you ought to try it. I honestly think that we can make it without our phone long enough to get out of the store and in our vehicle. <laughs> you, you know, you really have a point on that. Most definitely. I am probably one of the worst. I get a text while I'm driving, and instead of sitting in the car and answering it, I'll get out of the car and stand next to it before I go in, and then I'll answer all my texts and not paying attention to anything around me. And that's that's not a good idea, is it? Yeah, no, no, it's not. Here's the deal. Like I said, nothing is foolproof, but I don't don't hand it to them on a silver platter. If you're getting out of your vehicle, uh, nothing stops somebody from coming up to you with a knife or a gun and poking it in your back and say, "Give me everything you have. Give me your wallet. Give me your keys and all that." Nothing's foolproof, but I always like to make sure that even me, I'll pull up in a parking lot and I will look around before i get out of my vehicle and i'll walk in and then whenever i come out i try to make sure that i look to my left and look to my right I, i'd much rather be too cautious and nothing happen than not cautious enough and then something bad happens and it says well let me change next time i won't and it's too late yeah it is too late all right let's take that scenario uh, a little bit further say you're coming out and you get attacked 
What do you do, Chris? What what goes on from that moment when they say, all right, give me everything you got? What do you do? I can tell you as far as the, the Mississippi law, you know, there there's some negatives that goes along with Mississippi, but I believe the positives far outweigh the negatives. Uh, that's why I still live here. There are me some too. states that I won't name them, but California that I would never live right. uh, just because of the laws as far as protecting the private citizen. And uh, and I can cover a little bit about what those laws are. But here in Mississippi, you get out of your vehicle, you're in a department store parking lot and you're walking in there. Somebody runs up to you with a knife, broken bottle, gun or whatever, and they're running at you, fisting to do you harm. All right. Under the justifiable homicide law, it clearly states that if you believe, if you as a reasonable person, not a highly trained, experienced law enforcement officer, if you as a reasonable person believe that some great bodily harm, injury, loss of limb, death, or some felony is going to be committed upon you or someone else, you are justified in using lethal force under the justifiable homicide law, even for someone else. So my point is, if you're walking in that same department store in the parking lot and you see a little elderly lady across the aisle and somebody's running at her with a gun, knife, broken bottle or whatever fixing to do her harm, do you have a right by law under the justifiable homicide law to use lethal force on that person? And it sounds like you would. You do. Uh, You know, and here's a prime example. And I, I know you saw this on Facebook everywhere. The guy that stops, I think it was in Texas, stops in the store. He goes in there and he's got his little bag. He's getting ready to go to work, talking to the clerk. And all of a sudden, this guy walks through the door with a pistol. And within three seconds, he takes the pistol away from the two bad guys. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yep, and I he see. puts him down. And he made the comment in an interview, had the gun not gotten jammed, he wouldn't have been there. And, and if you really pay attention to what that, under that law, specific law, the justifiable homicide law uh, says, it says, if you believe as a reasonable person that you are in fear of some great bodily harm, injury, loss of limb, death, or some felony, it doesn't specify the felony. And the reason it doesn't specify the felony is if a lady or a man or whoever it is, elderly or walking in and it runs up to them, you don't have to say, excuse me, sir, are you fixing to snatch my purse, which is a felony, right. or you're planning on killing me? It says, or some felony being committed upon you or someone else. We don't have to stop and ask them. I'm not the one that chose to attack me. And there are consequences. So the law really protects us, in, in which I'm I'm huge favor of that. But it's important that you know your surroundings and, and you're aware of your surroundings. And just a few steps, especially during the holidays, will help you tremendously. Look, if you're shopping all day, and you have bags. They want Look, it. the bad guy knows that. And it takes a few seconds to bust the glass and you're gone. Right, let me ask this as we talk about this. And you've made a living out of, I would say, knowing your surroundings as we brought that up. If you're attacked, can you look in the in the criminal's eye and almost tell what his next move is going to be to where this guy is just there to take it? It's easy. Or would you recognize out of, out of the, the way he holds himself or the way his eyes look? that he's ready to take that to a next step and do bodily harm to you or even death to you. Do you know how to look for that? What What is something somebody can? As far as like the body language of the... Correct. Uh, the, I, the, I couldn't the, think of the word, but yeah, body the, language. The body language. Of, yeah, most definitely. Look, uh, you will see that a criminal that is doing something that they are guilty of, that they're concealing something that they're guilty of. The only thing that's... It's psychology. The only thing that's going through that bad guy's mind is 
is prison. Okay? He don't want to go. He doesn't want to go if he gets caught. All right. If he's doing something wrong, he doesn't want to go to prison. He knows the consequences. And so, yeah, you can see it's not hard to to pick someone out if you start paying attention to your surroundings on how a certain individual is acting. Sweating, can't be still, just nervous, agitated or whatever. If the guy attacks you and how do you know just give him your wallet and, and let him go? Or is there a way to tell a I can get rid of this guy. No, there's no way. The only way that I, that I, if it, if it was me, is if they ask me after I took lethal force, they asked me at the right. end, why did you take lethal force? Because I was in fear of my life. I was in fear. I, I thought this person was going to kill me. He was going to harm me. Right. And I was in fear of it. And I had to do what I had to do to make sure that I go home. All right. Let's take it to the next step of somebody that, that has no training, does not own a concealed permit, and they, they get attacked. And right. they're there. They, have no, they don't even have an ink pen in their pocket. W- what do you do, Chris? I've always said this whenever uh, I would do classes or situational awareness classes, awareness classes, that you can what if scenarios to death. But I think it's important because there are people out there that don't carry a lethal weapon on them. So it, let's take an instance where they don't have a lethal weapon. Okay. All right. So you have your key fob with a key. All right. Uh, one one little thing, and I know, look, I know people say, well, that's going overboard. Once again, I would rather be too cautious and nothing ever happened than not cautious enough and saying, why didn't I do this? One little simple thing is whenever you have your key fob, is just open your key fob, keep it in your keep it in your hand or whatever, and have the key sticking out between your fingers whenever you're walking. And you can hit with that. And you can hit with it. Look, if I stab somebody with my key fob in their eyeball it's gonna hurt. and they're still coming at me, it just wasn't my day. And this goes back to what you just <laughs> said a few minutes ago. Do not put your keys in your purse. Put it in your pocket. Put it in it your separate. pocket. Yeah, put it in your pocket. Put your phone in uh, on you, your person, in case somebody just rides by and snatches uh, your purse and, t- and takes off. Uh, at least you have a way of calling 911 or communicating you know your cell phone and you also have your keys a lot of times when you go into the department store or grocery store you put your stuff in your uh in your purse and then whenever you're coming out you usually grab your phone and you and you have your head buried in your phone the whole time you're going to your vehicle you don't know who pulled up beside you right you don't know if somebody's sitting in that car laid laid in the back seat waiting waiting for you to come because they saw you go in they know you're by yourself and they're just waiting on you to come back out and then bury your head in the trunk while you're putting your groceries in the trunk. Always pay attention to your surroundings. All right. While we're talking about surroundings, let me give you another scenario. Say you're in a busy place and uh, you got the criminal watching you, but they kind of feel like there's too many people there. They start following you in a car and they wait till you either get to a red light, a stop sign, and then they move in for the attack of coming up, either bump your car or Maybe it's a two-car thing to where they try to block in. What is a way that you can – because I'm sure that this has happened before. Yeah. How, how do you recognize this situation? And you recognize that's supposed to happen. What do you do? Yeah, if you see something like that going on, look, there, I, I don't know of any law enforcement that would ever affect an arrest on you 
If it was me and I see that they're fixing to corner me up in an intersection or a red light or something, I'm turning my hazards on and I'm taking off. I'm laying on my horn. If they're following me, I'm laying on my horn. I'm getting on the phone, calling uh, 911 and letting them know what's going on. And the most important thing, especially if you're not by yourself, is get as much information as you can. And all the information you need is not how many people's in the vehicle or anything like that. Try to get the tag number. Try to get the tag number write it down don't try to memorize it because you're in a stress everything goes out the window auditory exclusion you get tunnel vision you're not going to remember anything maybe get the tag number and hey it was a red passenger car four-door and a lot of cars now which mine's old you've 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 seen that out there (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll I'll buy it right today (laughs) but a lot of cars now have cameras built in whether it's in the back Correct. Uh, some people even added the GoPros to where you know, position your car where you can get that tag number. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That, my goodness, you know, even your phone, you can pull it up. Yeah. And, you know, look, 99.999% of the time, that phone's going to be in your hand, whether you're in your car or out of your car anyway. So just go ahead and use it if you're in the car and you're getting boxed in. It, it's important that people remember, especially during the holidays coming up we have thanksgiving coming up we have black friday coming up and then the christmas holidays we have several areas uh, that are big shopping areas here not only locally but also in surrounding cities around us that people will be going just remember this that all the shoppers that are out there spending that money in those shopping centers the bad guy knows that they have money and they're going to be roaming around those parking lots and looking for easy targets. One last question on this that does with shopping. I've always heard this. And I don't know whether it's true I, because it's beyond people that can they actually a criminal when you're in a crowd and bump up against, say you've got your wallet to where they can electronically take your information. I've heard the people buying cases to put their credit cards in it that is metal to where it can't be scanned. Is there any truth to all that? Yeah. Now I, I'm just going to tell you from my standpoint, I haven't heard, but as far as the technology that's out there, it wouldn't surprise me, but I really don't think, I really don't think that that, that is possible yet, but I may be, I may be incorrect in that. Look, I, I'm not as far as computers and so I just can spell the word <laughs> IT. So I'm not very smart when it comes to computers. I just try to make it. I try to make them work for it. I got you. And not hand it to them on a silver platter. Especially if you're in a crowded place in a mall or shopper center and you're walking with your 700 to 900. Now it's becoming a thousand dollar smartphone Ooh. that it doesn't take anything for somebody to bump by you, drop it, grab it and take off running. And by the time the cops get there, they're long gone and it's too late. It doesn't matter. So, uh, just do some things that you can do to be smart and to prevent as much as you possibly can and not hand it to them on a silver platter. One la- Really, this is my last question. Man, you can ask me 15 more. This is, say that you, there's a lot of people that don't believe in credit cards and debit cards that Correct. carry actual cash on them when right. they shop. When pay, go through the scenario if you're buying an item and you got to, say you've got four or $500 in your pocket, what's the best way to pay if you're paying for cash where those two goons behind you see that you got that cash and they follow you as soon as you pay for that $10 out of a hundred dollar bill. What is the best way to to handle that when you're paying for someone not to, to do that? Yeah. I think I would handle it the same way that I would handle if I'm pulling in a parking lot initially and I pull in a spot and there's a vehicle beside me with people sitting in it, just running. 
and then they're paying attention to me, that I would move and go to that spot. My point is the same thing that I'm doing in that parking lot would be the same thing that I would want to do if I'm at a checkout line, if I'm in a department store, if I'm walking to another store, whether it's an outdoor mall or an indoor mall, is know your surroundings, pay attention to your surroundings, and do everything that you can do not to become an easy target, what is labeled as an easy target. Look, if there's enough easy targets out there, they're going to start with them and then they're going to work their way up. The harder a target you become, the better off you are. Prime example is that don't pull all your money out in one big don't wad. Don't pull all your money out in one big wad. Have it separated. You know, just if you do have a big wad, divide those things up, have small denominations. Hey, I'm going in this store right here and I I don't plan on spending 30 to 50 bucks or whatever. So separate that, you know, put your $60 here or whatever. Right. And uh, do things like that. Your large denominations or whatever. Try to, you know, to to conceal them somewhere else on your person. So you're telling me you keep your money just like the old Westerns down in your boot. Well, all my money, I keep it under my couch cushion because it's change. I will never forget, and I'll go with this thought. I was, I think, about 19 years old, and I used to work at, in high school. I worked at a convenience store. And I'll never forget the old gal coming there, and she needed a pack of Newports. And she reached up in her brazera and she whooped out that $20 bill. She dug it right out of there. And you know, and I just really did not want to hold that 20 after that. It just, it just I didn't want to rob her. It just totally turned me off. <laughs> totally. I would agree, and I would understand, and I sympathize with you. <laughs> Chris, we want to thank you for dropping by and passing along a little advice as we head into uh, this upcoming holiday season. Thank you so much. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you for having me on, and I just uh, I, I hope everybody's uh, safety during this holiday season and, and enjoy it and enjoy it with family, and, uh, and uh, I'd love to come back. <laughs> And a big thank you to the former police chief of Meridian, Mississippi, Chris Reed, for dropping by and sharing a few thoughts on how to be safe during the holidays. We hope Terry will be all rested up and ready to come back next week. And again, we want to say thanks for dropping by. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. We'd like to say thanks for dropping by. And if you don't mind, tell a friend about us. We sure hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you back next week here at Secrets from the South.